genre. This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome to Theme Park This, the only podcast that dares ask the question, can we build an e-ticket based solely on Dole Whips? My name is Brian Green, and with me today, I've got Kyle Crane. Yeah, I think we could do that. I definitely want to do that. How are you doing today, Brian? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I want a Dole Whip, you know? So Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've also got Scott Corelli with me. Mm-hmm. I think the do- the ride would be called the Dole Whip, and uh, and oh, you man. would you would whip back and forth while <laughs> while the smell of pineapple was just just shoved into your nose oh christ scott (laughs) that is my dream (laughs) oh jesus okay so today we are celebrating disneyland's 65th anniversary uh if you are listening to this episode when it first comes out is disneyland's 65th anniversary and of course the park is still closed but uh coronavirus doesn't care about your anniversary disneyland (laughs) it's true Um, um so yeah our topic today, we're going to be building a park themed around Disneyland. So this is called Disneyland Land. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is uh, strangely meta, and I'm very excited to hear what everyone has brought to the table. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I just thought I, I, I thought of this one because I was like, I, I, I saw that it was the 65th anniversary. I'm, I'm proud of Disneyland for not being open. <laughs> mm-hmm um as opposed to that other park um <laughs> and uh uh you know i just think that it's uh it felt like a, an interesting way to go about this we've been trying to get a little more um uh i don't know weird with our ideas for episodes as we go along and this feels like this this feels like a a, a really nice weird one oh me. yeah 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 very high concept very high concept yes um, also worth pointing out, it is not only uh, uh, Disneyland's 65th anniversary this year, but also Universal Studio Florida's 30th anniversary. So oh. a lot of oh. anniversaries happening. Universal oh. Studios studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every year is the anniversary of a year. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, Disneyland... Uh, I don't know. There's a lot to talk about with Disneyland. I, I am, I was, I was very specific about, um, sticking very closely to Disneyland with Mm. this, Mm. um, which, you know, can be hard because sometimes you associate things with, uh, with, with Disney as a theme park entity that doesn't come from Disneyland. And so like there was a few times where I've had to, I had to like correct my, my way of thinking Mm -hmm. um, here and there, but uh, overall um, I'm excited to get into this. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, how about we start off with you then, Scott? Uh, Sure. So, um, so the, 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 the description of my land, I think is probably the hardest uh, part of this. Um, cause it's, it's like, you know, what, what do you, what do you do? Do you, do you do like a little mini Disneyland or, you know, like what's, what's the, what's the situation here? Because, you know, land is, is, is smaller than an entire theme park. And, uh, but you're, you're also trying to represent an entire theme park as a land. 
Um, and so I kind of just stuck with what I think is probably the most iconic part of, of Disneyland, which is main street leading to the castle leading to sleeping beauty's castle. So my entire land, um, with, with all of the things that are a part of it are, uh, uh, sort of represented by, uh, town square and main street. Mm Hmm. So it's just, I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, you know, I, we'll talk about, I guess, um, you know, our restaurant attraction and e-ticket later, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just sort of a, uh, I, I mean, I'm picturing this, I don't know, where are you picturing this Disneyland land park, uh, or <laughs> whatever to be? Cause it's not going to be in a Disney park, I would right. assume. Yeah. Is no. it like a self-standing thing? I feel like Eastern Europe. Probably Eastern Europe. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Have you guys heard of Chernobyl? Well, apparently that lands up for sale. And uh, oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Got it for perfect. a steal. Yeah. Perfect. Pre Pratt's and, and you know, it really that really fits into the theme of uh, original Tomorrowland. So yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the power of the atom come to fruition. Yeah, yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> perfect. Scott, I, I feel like you're in one of the situations where, and, and I love Main Street USA. Nothing makes me feel like I'm in a, in Disney in Disney World, in Disneyland, than when I first step in and I hear that old-timey music and I see that kind of abstraction of that uh, Americana and everything. But I feel like you've written yourself into a corner with this. And I know you have the skills to make this work, but I'm thinking of like Main Street USA and I'm like, man, that, that is really, uh, that's an interesting place to put yourself to try to, to, try to make a, an entertaining group of rides and stuff out of, so... I'm I'm very mm-hmm. interested to hear how you how you developed this one. Yeah, mine is very specific as far as I'll you know I'll I'll get into it I guess as we go along. But I am I am very like hyper focused on you know this being a a park uh, that is dedicated to the 65th anniversary of of Disneyland. I I am very hyper focused on like you know very early Disneyland mm-hmm. and um, uh, uh, opening day type stuff so uh it, it just felt like the more the most natural uh place to to set it as far as if we're just talking about a land because mm-hmm. otherwise it's going to get too cluttered i think if i try to represent all of disneyland in a land i i, I just was like it, all i could do was picture it being very cluttered so um this is this was the uh solution to that for me i don't mm-hmm. know we'll see we'll see if it works out well, how about you for you, Kyle? What, what's your – do you have an overarching theme for yours? I do. Uh, imagine that you know Walt is up in his uh, firehouse office one evening, and he's had a couple of glasses of scotch. And it's been a particularly hot and busy day at Disney World. And he kind of just puts the glass down and falls asleep and you know maybe has a little bit of a fever dream. So <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be uh, Uncle Walt's nightmare, I guess is one way to put it. So Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not scary, but you know, it's uh, it's I tried to kind of say like, hey, what's just something wacky I could do with this? And uh, I think I've got some some wacky ideas here. We talked about this a little bit ahead of time. My um, attraction, not my e-ticket was I don't feel it's underdeveloped, but it's very, very high concept. So I think when we get to that one, we're all going to have a fun time kind of just talking about what it could be. So I've got a very cool name for it and then an idea. And uh, I'm going to have to rope you guys in to help me out a little bit with the attraction. I think we can have all a right. fun time with that one. All right. I yeah. think we got your back What about on you, that. Brian? What's, what's, what's your theme? Yeah. Uh, so mine is a little more general. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I thought, what if I were to go to Pinterest and just search for Disneyland? What things would I come up with? And hmm. so my idea, my, my park is going to be essentially sort of like what people think of when they think of Disneyland. And 
So like it's going to be kind of like this mishmash of all these things, all this iconography of what makes Disneyland Disneyland. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's definitely less hyper focused as yours, but like definitely like if you were to ask you know ten people what their favorite thing about Disneyland is, you would probably get all the things that are in my park. Okay. Okay. So 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 can you describe walking into your park like what it looks like? Uh, so that's the thing. I think it would be look sort of like that that pinterest page you know this like okay. this like you're like you walk in you're like oh that i i see churros i see dole whips i see uh i i see the country bears i see all these things that uh people love about these parks but not really uh delineated in any way you know what i mean okay yeah interesting I think, you know, I I will go back to to my land. I think one of the things like I'm I'm going to keep it you know, mostly in a in a main street type way, but I don't want to just like fully recreate main street. I think I want it to like feel like main street as a themed land, but I I I think it might be cool if it was um I guess the layout of which sort of formed like mickey mouse so you get like the three circles you know kind of like what um okay, what was yeah. going on at like opening day mgm studios before they ruined it with uh <laughs> you know lots of <laughs> lots of uh, uh of stuff that that um kind of just like i don't know destroyed the the look of the park from the from the outside um but yeah keeping that so like picture like a mickey mouse shaped main street if that's possible gotcha. i guess it would be more of like a town square um uh, you know less so than just like the main street but like maybe um i don't know like the the castle sort of like at the top and then you have like you know little little circular areas you come in from the bottom so that you're looking at the other two ears with the with the with the castle straight ahead um something like that i don't know uh because i'm just trying to think about like (laughs) you know keeping it contained also Mm -hmm. um yeah and and yeah i want it to be focused but I want to be able to, I guess, have something distinctive about it. So we'll go with that. Let's do let's do a Mickey Mouse shaped land. All right. Okay. Uh, so we're talking restaurants now. Yes. Um. So uh, my restaurant um is is uh, going to be a large sit down restaurant with uh, four themed sections, and you can probably guess what they are. Uh, they are a Fantasyland section, Adventureland section, Tomorrowland section, and Frontierland section. Um, all the opening day lands uh, for Disneyland. And uh, each section has its own menu. And so if you're eating in Frontierland, you know, it, I mean, it's basically the Golden Horseshoe um, at that point. Uh, but, you know, it's all Frontier-based food, which is, uh, you know, the kind of stuff that you get in Frontierland. So you got, you know, steaks and burgers and Hot dogs, I guess. I don't know. Is that is that what they do? And turkey legs, stuff like that. Um, honestly, I probably spend the least amount of time in Frontierland than any other. Like, I'm only in Frontierland to go to that Mexican restaurant and uh, 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 ride uh, uh, Big Thunder. Big Thunder. Yeah, that I, like I don't I don't really spend a lot of time in that area because yeah. uh, it doesn't really have a whole lot to offer. But um, yeah, so I just imagine that this this part of the restaurant would be uh, mostly themed to. Uh, the golden horseshoe and um maybe a little bit of like the uh mark twain riverboat um kind of uh kind of deal uh tomorrowland uh, food of the future of course mm. uh you know you get uh your 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 astronaut food and things like that um i i think that 
it would be uh, sort of like a cool experiment to have a high-end restaurant where chefs are creating like this food of the future or what would have been uh, what, what would have seemed like food of the future in 1955. Um, that's sort of like retro future thing. Uh, so I, I think that would be uh, really interesting of just this sort of like, you know, future that we never reached, this sort of Jetsons kind of concept mm -hmm. of of the future, but uh, make a, a menu out of it. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have Adventureland, uh, exotic food from around the world. That's uh, that feels pretty obvious. I mean, that's kind of what they're doing already in a lot of the restaurants over there. And then, of course, Fantasyland, magical food for children of all ages. Uh, and this is this is where like all of the this is where all your like sweets are, and uh, also just food that all has like a sort of a magical Fantasyland uh, theme to it. A um, lot of uh, you know, a lot of food that uh, is like magic tricks and things. I think that when it's when they serve it to you, it's maybe like appears on your table somehow. Hmm. Um, I think would be really cool. But uh, yeah, so you know, that's those are the uh, those are the different sections. It is like a sit down, uh, really nice restaurant uh, with uh, incredible theming, all focused around each individual land of Disneyland on okay. opening day. Cool. I can't wait to so, yeah. uh, have some rehydrated pizza. <laughs> yeah so you're saying that's, that i'm sorry that's in that's in universal studio studios but um, okay <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna eat all that <laughs> uh what were you gonna say kyle well i was asking so this is is his theme directly to how everything appeared when it was opening day for disneyland right um i mean not i i'm i'm not uh i'm not so I, I'm more into the idea that it is the four lands that were there opening mm, okay. day. So that's why New Orleans Square isn't represented. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, although I wouldn't be opposed to that uh, also being like a fifth area of, mm -hmm. of the section. I think I think it's um, it has a strong enough identity that you probably could. But my my issue was just that, like, you know, New Orleans Square doesn't ha doesn't fit the land. Sure. Theme. Yeah, yeah. Um. That's that's my only that's my only issue. I think it's kind of also why um, uh, New Orleans Square tends to be sort of lumped into um, Adventureland in mm -hmm. terms of like um, the Disneyland Hotel, for example. You know, the Adventureland Tower is where you also see like pirates stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. So so I would I would assume that would be uh, kind of uh you know looped into that. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm less I'm less uh, uh strict about these being presented as the opening day as they are themed to the four lands that were there opening yeah, day sure. if that makes okay. sense right yeah. yeah so yeah um what about you kyle what is your restaurant so my restaurant is going to be a food court and scott i have to say i'm actually going to uh, credit you a little bit with this one because when you were talking about um uh, your idea on our National Treasure episode about your mm -hmm. um, Disney's America. I really was uh, kind of just lost in the idea for a minute of the of the different food court with different um, immigrants foods from around the from around the world making up American cuisine. And I was like, wouldn't that be kind of cool to do with like in in steal your idea and like package it as my own. So that's what I'm doing here. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one called the food court of yesterday. So I imagine as Walt is kind of like falling asleep in his scotch dream here, he's thinking about all the different restaurants that were uh, existing in Disneyland at some point and just basically bringing them back, but in a food court style setting. So I'm going to throw out the names of a couple of different restaurants here. You guys may be aware of, maybe not. We'll talk about them for a second. So, um, but uh, the Sunkissed citrus house and Sunkissed, I presume. Have you guys ever heard of either of these old places? No. 
Okay. So basically, Sunkist Citrus House was on Main Street, USA. It was a Sunkist uh, orange uh, style place. So you'd go in and basically orange juice is what they serve. They fresh press all the orange juices there, which is kind of cool considering that this was all an orange grove at one point, you know. And Sunkist, I presume, same concept uh, after the Sunkist Citrus House closed on Main Street, but it moved over to Adventureland. And it's a, a very strange twist on the, uh, you know, um, was it Livingston, I presume, I think was the, uh, the, the old saying. And uh, that was actually closed down in 2000 to make way for the Bingle Barbecue, uh, which is over there now in Adventureland. So uh, this would serve like orange style stuff, uh, orange Julius style drinks, things like that. Uh, then we'd also have uh, for seafood fans out there, the Chicken of the Sea Pirate Ship Restaurant, <laughs> which was the pirate ship that was there on the um, on the water in Fantasyland for a while, which you could go in and get all sorts of different tuna dishes that were there. Uh, and we're picking from that menu hot tuna pie as something you can have. Um, and this was really weird because you'd go into the pirate ship and you'd be served food and then you like go up on the deck and eat it. Or you could eat it yeah. out behind the pirate ship. And there was like a, a parrot in there, I guess, that was like they do parrot shows where the parrot would come out and talk to guests and stuff like that. Uh, Casa de Fritos, uh, which featured <laughs> yes. Frito the Kid. Do you guys know about Frito the Kid? Oh, I know all about Frito the Kid. Yeah. Scott, are you aware of Frito the Kid? Yes, very okay. much so. Okay. <laughs> Frito the Kid was one of those lost pieces of like Disney history that for a long time people just kind of remembered that he existed before the internet. People started like sharing pictures of him and stuff like that. And he's just this wild Frito mascot. So um, there was a uh, Frito the Kid, I think, like a, a vending machine that you could drop a nickel in and, and bag of Fritos and pop out or whatever. Uh, but this would serve like uh, walking tacos or Frito pies, which would just basically like an open bag of Fritos with just like meat and stuff like that shoved into it or tofu if, if you know, for our uh, vegan friends out there. When and, I was a uh, kid, the Frito, uh, I ate Frito pie at Six Flags Fiesta Texas or Fiesta Texas before it was owned by Fiesta, Six Flags. Uh, oh, really? One of my oh, okay. favorite walk around foods. They are delicious. Yes. Uh, a big Midwest thing to do is the walking taco at like uh, minor league baseball games and stuff like that. They basically just fill up a Frito bag with that stuff. And it's um, the first time I had it, I was like, this looks gross. And then it was absolutely delicious. And I've been thinking about it ever since. So um, Don DeFore's <laughs> Silver Banjo Barbecue Restaurant, which basically just ribs and brisket, stuff like that. This was uh, located over in New Orleans Square and eventually was uh, demolished for the Aunt Jemima Pancake House, which no longer exists either. Uh, and then we have the original Tahitian Terrace. Uh, which is now uh, back in Disneyland, thank goodness. And that would serve different sorts of desserts of Polynesian flair, including Dole Whips. So i uh, got to have a Dole Whip and everything since Brian mentioned it at the top of the show. So, of yeah, that's uh, the food court of yesterday, kind of bringing back some of the uh, kind of like uh, popular things that were in these restaurants that no longer exist. So, yeah, I love it. It sounds great. Yeah. So are we uh, are, are we serving alcohol in Disneyland land? You know, what's funny is I tried to look back through this because there, there was I, I didn't include everything that I found of restaurants that were closed. And there was a, a bar that existed for a while in Tomorrowland. Uh, and it was like nautical themed. No alcohol at all, though. It oh. was basically just a walk up counter. But it was it was called the something or other bar. And it looked very much like a. Uh, kind of like retro future bar. I guess it would have been like, you know, 1960s bar for the time. And then there's like families eating there. And there's no alcohol on the menu at all. So, no, I think sticking with the theme of, of uh, you know, Walt not wanting any alcohol in Disneyland and also him being in a scotch induced uh, kind of mini coma here. It's uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to be hung over in the morning and the way he'll remember it is that there was no alcohol served. So no alcohol I- at the food court for yesterday. <laughs> I think in uh, in my Disneyland restaurant, I think 
what what I'll do is that I have there are the four distinctive lands, and then there's a uh, there's a there's a hidden speakeasy uh, for the 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 speakeasy thirty three. Oh <laughs> yes, that's yeah. amazing, <laughs> and that's the only place you can get alcohol in the land, but. Um, you have to know about it and mm-hmm. uh, probably pay some sort of e- extravagant membership fee. $30,000 buy-in, yeah. <laughs> a Disneyland-themed speakeasy is my dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I think that's I think that's uh, I think that's got to be in the uh, in the Disneyland re- uh, restaurant. Um, what about you, Brian? What do you What do you got? All right. So uh, going along with my, things that Brian loves when he goes to Disneyland, uh, I am opening Cafe de Churro. Uh, it's going to be a restaurant dedicated to all things churros. It's going to be 80s themed because that's when churros first came to Disneyland. Uh, mm-hmm. They were fish- originally introduced uh, back around the same time as Videopolis. They were trying to you know, give kids something that they could walk and eat at the same time. Uh, so we're going to have uh, all kinds of churros here. We're going to have classic churros, uh, rotating seasonal churro- churros, like sort of like a greatest hits so the s'mores the lightsaber, the senior buzz and all that. Uh, you're going to have the churro ice cream sandwiches. Uh, and I decided to go to, to tap the good place here because we do want a little bit of, you know, actual food, uh, something with some substance. So we're also going to have churro dogs, a, a hot dog, but the bun is two churros tied together with a Slim Jim. Good God. It's an Arizona delicacy. <laughs> That's a nightmare. Uh, but most importantly that here... Belong- that belongs in Kyle's Park. It's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Most importantly about Cafe de Churro is that the churros are going to be Mickey shaped. It's a it's an embarrassment that those are only in Japan. Mm, yes, I, I mean the when you say when you say Mickey sh- shaped, of course you mean the the churro itself. Like when you bite it, it's like it the 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 the, the churro makes a Mickey. It is not like bent into a Mickey shape. Right, right. So if right. you're like looking down the barrel of it, it's a it's it's looks like Mickey. Right, right, yes. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the difference there, I think, is that they make their own churros versus uh, right. out here, uh, they don't make their, they just, they're just frozen. They just get them shipped in. Yeah, that's a, it's a shame. Yeah, it we, is we, a shame. We need some Mickey-shaped churros. I agree. We do. They'd probably be a lot more expensive, though, if they... If I they don't care. I'll, I'll pay an extra 50 cents if they're more whimsical. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the whimsy fee, yes. Whimsy! I, I do love me some whimsy. If yeah. you haven't figured this out yet, Scott, we all do. We all love whimsy. What's not to love? All right. So should we move on <laughs> to our attractions now? Sure. Yeah. So uh, mine is my attraction is about uh, it is a basically a walk through uh, history of Disneyland Museum. Featuring tons of uh, like all of the models and prototypes for rides and attractions throughout Disneyland history. Uh, and so like you get to sort of walk up to those and see those because, um, you know, we always see those in the behind the scenes videos, but we never get a like a good look at them like in person. Yeah. Um, and so I want I want a, a home for all of these to go to uh, when um, those rides open and they don't need the uh, the, the concept models anymore. Uh, then you can you can, you know, open up a. Um, a uh, exhibit in the Disneyland Museum. Uh, and then, of course, the star of the, the Disneyland Museum is going to be an American Adventure style uh, animatronic attraction uh, featuring the history of Disneyland, uh, which, of course, means that we would have lots of animatronic CEOs and Imagineers 
uh, and scenes depicting things such as Walt breaking ground on Disneyland and uh, Walt at the 1964 World's Fair, Walt opening New Orleans Square, Michael Eisner and Breck Eisner in a meeting with George Lucas. Uh, very important. Tony Baxter stuck in traffic, dreaming up Splash Mountain. You know, just the most the most important things about about the history of Disneyland. Yeah, and uh, and, and yeah, and all of this, all of this, uh, this would be sort of like at the center, and so the Disneyland Museum would be in a circle around this um, major attraction. Uh, but it would all be related to the history uh, of Disneyland, just celebrating um, everything that makes Disneyland Disneyland. Oh, that's Very great. Cool. To to see the inspiration behind the ideas kind of in a real world setting is is something we haven't seen before. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what about you, Kyle? What's your, what's your attraction? This is the one that you said you need some work on, right? Yes, I need, I'm, 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 I'm pulling in the mind share here on this one. Okay. I have, I think a, a fun title for it and let's just go through it real quick. So in my, in this phase, Walt is kind of entering uh, maybe a very confusing stage of his uh, fever dream <laughs> right now. <laughs> we all know that Walt Disney was a guy who loved trains. He had a, a, a train on the studio lot that uh, people could ride. There's this picture of Salvador Dali riding around it. He had a train actually on his uh, his own property. And I think there's a story one time about Sybil Shepherd accidentally disrailing it uh, when she was okay. a little kid riding over there. Uh, derailing, not disrailing. I guess it is disrailing. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, <laughs> we right. have the, uh, the, the train. It's called branding. Kyle. <laughs> yeah, synergy. Uh, <laughs> so my idea here is, is um, I'm sure we've all had these dreams out there that we just can't explain. And this one came to me in a dream and it's just called <laughs> Walt Disney's Oops, All Trains. So <laughs> this is a train ride around the park, much like the existing Disneyland railway, except the scenery is replaced by lands themed ex entirely by trains. So I'm talking about rides replaced by trains, guests replaced by trains, trains replaced by trains. And I've got a couple of different names here and we can just kind of shoot out, uh, you know, from the hip here and just kind of uh, have an idea of what kind of rides go in these. So the first one we have is a uh, adventure train land. Okay. <clears throat> so what would we, what would we find in an adventure train land here, guys? Oh, well, uh, a train on a boat. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> would you see the, the, the backside of trains there uh, at some point? The back, okay, back I, side of train water? I've got yes. it. Case mm -hmm. Indiana Jones. Oh, mm. perfect. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Uh, that's okay. good. That's so good. Uh, the, the next land would be Front Train Land. Um, uh -huh. which I'm assuming would have Big Thunder Mountain uh, Railway, but the train is being ridden by little tiny trains, maybe. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Um, the, the next land, uh, fantasy land and then, uh, but with trains. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are, what are, what are we seeing over there? Like, uh, like, uh, Dumbo, except the elephants are replaced with trains. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, um, I honestly, I feel like to really, to really, uh, 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 get there, uh, you know, to get, get what you need. I think you're really going to need to like dive into the, to the, to the minds of, uh, you know, those, everyone at Pixar who thought of cars <laughs> Yes, um, <yeah. laughs> and, uh, and, and we're really going to have to, we're really have to think about the, about this through that, uh, lens, I think. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's true. I think, uh, you know. Um, you know, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Trains Wild Ride is going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, trains riding, uh, riding yet another train driving yes. through a city full of trains yes. and then eventually, uh, dying and going to train hell. 
Yeah, and getting yeah. hit be, by a train. <laughs> being yeah. hit by a train. Yeah, <laughs> getting hit by a train. So, so murdered. Actually, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking uh, Casey Junior, except it's trains riding in a linked um, style Walt Disney. So they're getting in giant Walt Disney's and, and riding around, but they're, they're oh no! So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know nightmare fuel there. So the, uh, finally, our last one is uh, Train Morrowland. So, right. all, uh, or, or as I call it, oops, all monorails. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> the monorail is the train of the future. So yes, right. that makes perfect right. sense. Yeah, yeah train trains on the four hundred five. Uh, that's you know. <laughs> Traintopia, train stuck on the 405 and then yeah everything else is monorails i think that's uh i think that's great an underwater train that's interesting because because that makes i mean i guess autotopia autotopia is still like a throwback ride i mean when are we guys can we really just talk about like when when are we just gonna dig that up and get it out of there nobody likes that ride can we just can we just get it out of there, please? It occupies so much space. It's just, it's a nuisance. It just makes the whole place smell like, uh, you know, diesel. It's, yeah, oh, not a fan. It's the, it's, it's the absolute worst, and it doesn't belong in Tomorrowland because it's not about tomorrow anymore. No, no, um, no. and it doesn't belong in Train Morrowland either. But I'm thinking no. we could probably just keep Space Mountain because it's so good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So that's it. Uh, Walt Disney's Oops All Trains. <laughs> all right. Wow. That is. That is uh, that is something else. Yeah. All right, Brian. What about <laughs> I want, your attraction? I, I gotta wonder, Kyle, how you got the reputation yeah. of being the weird one on this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a title I earned. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my attraction is called "Remember the Magic," a musical tribute. Uh, this is going to be a musical show honoring the rides and attractions that are no longer with us at Disneyland, and it's going to follow a a group of spunky teenagers that, who are time traveling. Uh, because they're rem- they're they're wondering what it would be like to uh, to see different Disneyland through different ages. Uh, so they're going to go back in time, and there's going to be uh, songs honoring each of these major attractions that no longer exist at Disneyland. We have the Mine Train through Nature's Wonderland, uh, Flight to the Moon, Country Bear Jamboree, uh, the People Mover, the Big Thunder Ranch, uh, Rocket Rods, and of course Videopolis, my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm thinking that we could you know have a song for each of these and you know these kids would be just over the top enthusiastic about all of these wonderful wonderful attractions that no longer exist uh and because the world disney is so much about the uh the synergy uh the music is going to be written as a collaboration between robert and kristen anderson lopez and lin-manuel miranda oh okay hey sounds good to me so what do we got for our e-tickets? Oh, all right. Well, um, so as I uh, as I uh, decided earlier in the show, <laughs> I don't want to pretend that I thought of this <laughs> before we started recording. But uh, so my 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 park is in the shape of a Mickey, right? So you've got you've got your entrance is the bottom circle. You've got um, the left circle, which is uh, the Disneyland restaurant with all my theme sections. The right circle is the Disneyland museum. And then at the top, where I guess I guess the 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 top of Mickey's head between his ears is where the uh, the Sleeping Beauty's castle is. Well, you enter through Sleeping Beauty's castle to ride my e-ticket ride, which I'm calling <clears throat> Opening Day. And uh, so you go through here, and what what we have is first of all, <clears throat> there's a great. Um, okay, so the point of this e-ticket is that it's 
it is recreating uh, what it was like to be at Disneyland on opening day. Oh wow! And so you know, in the in the uh, uh, in the queue, you know, just for example, there's a great photo op where um, you know in uh, you know when you go to uh, Bubble Gump uh, Shrimp and there's the bench with the with the with the Nikes that uh-huh. you can like the big shoes eat in, yeah, and get a photo op of like being on the bench in your Forrest Gump. Um, so. In the queue, there's a photo op of uh, of of high heels sinking into asphalt that you can be. And and you know lots of lots of photo ops throughout like that. Uh, once you get onto the ride, this is a uh, a what I'm picturing is essentially a trackless dark ride um, with some elements of the Indiana Jones Adventure uh, ride. So it's like imagine that um, sort of like you know, bopping around movement or, you know, where you can control the way the ride moves sort of like the way it tilts back and forth, back and forth and to the side to side, but also on a a, a trackless dark ride vehicle. So the beginning of this ride, you, you board it from the parking lot, which doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Um, You board in the parking lot and you, uh, you ride this thing through the gates where you're greeted by an animatronic Walt who's giving his opening day speech. And then you just sort of make your way through the park. And as you do, um, everything is sort of, uh, you know, there are some practical sets, but it's a mix of practical sets and uh, projection um, uh, technology. And you are the, the ride vehicle is basically recreating uh, many of the ride movements in the rides from opening day. So you, at one point you spin like you're on the teacups, you fly like you're on Peter Pan, you drive like you're in Mr. Toad's wild ride. You, you rock back and forth and see the backside of water, like jungle cruise, you rocket to the moon. Um, and you go through all of this until finally, uh, taking the Disneyland train to the exit. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh it's not like a it's not like a, a like a crazy thing, but it's uh it's just like a a fun like sort of look at uh you know the what what Disneyland was like on opening day, this sort of recreation of it. And I think at some point there would need to be maybe after the Peter Pan ride when you're already flying um after that section maybe you fly over Disneyland itself and you can like look down and see what Disneyland looked like on opening day from above mm-hmm. uh so you can get the pirate ship you know in in fantasy land and things like that that would be very cool very I really cool. like I mean, that. I, I, I'm assuming it's it's uh there's animatronics for like Ronald Reagan and uh all the Tess <laughs> Parker, all the guys who were there for the opening day. Uh yeah, telecast. yeah Ronald yeah. Reagan getting the key to Disneyland, that's yeah. there. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that that guy that guy who got fired because the opening day was so uh awful and he went and uh, started <laughs> yeah. his own ripoff park in, in oh, the yeah. in the east in, in New York. Yeah. yeah, that guy, he's C- there, of course. C V Woods, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's <laughs> He's uh he's there uh representing. We get to see Walt fire him on the day, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> imagine that a, a ride like that would also bring some appreciation for I mean, people can get caught up in nostalgia for what things were before, you know, like how everything used to be, but maybe somebody could ride it and be like, Well, that was really cool, but look how far we've come with what we have now and how much things have improved, you know. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, I think, oh man, that gives me a great idea. Like so you're so so in that section when you're flying over original Disneyland, maybe you watch as it 
it builds and grows into the oh, Disneyland yeah. of today. That'd be so, cool. So it like starts as opening day and then like while you're looking at it, like you just see everything like time pass and, mm. you know, eventually you go from opening day to like, you know, Galaxy's Edge. Oh, you know? yeah. 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 You like see everything park, yeah. build out. You see New Orleans Square building. You see Splash Mountain going in. You see like, you know, just see Splash just Mountain everything. being turned into Princess and the Frog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. But yeah, you just see all of those things sort of changing over time in this uh in this like crazy um uh what is that called where you're uh time lapse you just you're like uh yeah time lapse in like a time lapse kind of way very over cool. the course of all 65 years of Disneyland being open very you cool. see the parking lot disappear and turn into a bad theme park and then a pretty good theme park <laughs> uh yeah so typically we we would be moving on to Kyle but I kind of think I should go next uh, because in in typical Brian and Scott fashion, uh, we have overlapped here. Uh, My (laughs) e-ticket is called Opening Days, D-A-Z-E. Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) And the good good thing about this is mine is a little bit different because it is a little more cynical. It's it's less uh, earnest than than Scott's. Um, So this is going to be a madcap adventure starring Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse on opening day of Disneyland. Mm. Uh, So I was thinking trackless vehicles. I was also uh, I was also thinking having uh, having a trackless vehicle with the with the movement with the more movement on top. I hadn't really figured out it was going to be like the indie, but I was like thinking, you know, something like with a motion simulator on top of that. Uh, But Mm. I was thinking on this ride, you would encounter uh, such wonderful people as ticket counterfeiters. Uh, you would get people who are mad that they're being forced to buy Coca-Cola uh, because there were no water fountains. Uh, you would see the women uh, sinking their high heels into the concrete. Uh, you would see the children rushing the Autopia car. And the big finale, of course, would be the Mark Twain riverboat sinking. <laughs> Perfect. So that is opening days. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's a very you ride, Brian. <laughs> I love the uh, dumb bullcrap of theme park. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> I have an affinity for it. Does it does it end with the with the twist reveal that uh, that uh, Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse were one and the same, and it's just Walt it's just Walt Disney talking to himself while rocking back and forth. Yes, <laughs> because of the terrible opening day that he just had. <laughs> I yeah. forgot I forgot to mention that. Yes, that was my final note. Thanks, Scott, for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All right, so Kyle, what what do we have? What where is this fever dream going? Okay, so the fever dream uh begins to enter some Dickensian territory here and we have our ghost of uh, Christmas yet to come phase, which I'm calling uh the ride of unmade rides. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know about you guys. I am sometimes more interested in things that uh concepts that never made it to real life than I am the stuff that we actually got, you know. Um Spent sure. a lot of time looking. Yeah, I spent a lot of time looking over concept art. And, you know, I'm sure that we're all obsessed with these ride ideas that, you know, never came to be. So I said, wouldn't it be cool if we kind of had a ride that got us to go through some of these uh, these concepts that never came to be? So um, what I'm picturing here is a motion simulator in the style of Star Tours, except uh, we're actually going to be using an unused concept um, that was actually going to be in Disneyland and in Hollywood Studios, which is the Roger Rabbit Toontown Transit. So the idea is is that guests are going to board 
what they think is just an exhibition on an unbuilt attraction ride, which is this bus that was supposed to be the vehicle for these two rides. And the idea for that ride was that Roger Rabbit was, uh, you were going to be driving through Toontown. This is the height of Roger Rabbit popularity. And even though we do have an existing Roger Rabbit ride now, uh, this was one that uh, was a concept that never came to be. So the idea is you get on this thing and uh, there's a voiceover saying like, oh, wouldn't this be cool? Be, you know, da, 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 da. And all of a sudden you hear this scream coming from out of nowhere and it gets louder and louder and louder until all of a sudden, bang, through the roof, you see the imprint of Roger Rabbit, uh, which was actually supposed to be an effect that was going to be on this ride. They would have an imprint of Roger Rabbit on the top. Roger, then a screen in the front of the ride rolls down, much like in Star Tours, and you see a Roger Rabbit animatronic where Roger Rabbit tells you, hey, I escaped from my ride to show you guys this really cool thing that would have been built but was never built. And in order for me to start it, I'm actually going to have to use some magic here. So all of a sudden he pulls out Yin Sid's cap, which we see Sorcerer Mickey wearing all the time, puts it on, pulls a piece of paper out of his uh, of his of his shirt and starts to read the magic words on it. Atencio Baxterum Crumpus Davisus. And then all of a sudden the, li- the ride springs to life and you're in the middle of Toontown and Roger Rabbit's telling you, hey, this is uh, what the ride would have looked like. Well, it would would have been really cool. You wouldn't be getting nauseous as you're riding the ride and spinning around all the time. Uh, and as he takes a corner, all of a sudden Mickey comes running out and tells Roger, oh, you got to stop this. You don't know what, what, what you're dealing with here. And, and Roger tells him, oh, don't worry. We're, it's just a motion simulator. It's not like we're going to get lost. All of a sudden a portal opens in front of the car and then you drive into a another ride that was never built lost river rapids which was a boat ride that was supposed to be for the discovery bay expansion to disneyland all of a sudden you find guests will find themselves on a a river going through a a prehistoric forest and all of a sudden a tyrannosaurus rex bites the top of the bus and picks it up and starts shaking it before throwing it over a waterfall and of course uh just being disney a disney ride you're getting sprayed by water the whole time you know (laughs) so uh as you're going over the side of this waterfall Roger screams, oh my God. And then all of a sudden another portal opens up and you find yourself in an unbuilt Mark Davis ride, the Garden of the Gods, which was a ride, a slow moving kind of like outdoors dark ride uh, that would have had you go through Greek mythology. So you're riding along and Roger's driving the bus, uh, pointing out the Grecian hedges and you see centaurs and flying horses and stuff like that until you turn a corner and all of a sudden you see you come across the gods, which are just lounging around and eating grapes and stuff like that. Zeus sees you and starts throwing lightning bolts at you. Roger throws the bus into reverse and starts going backwards saying, uh, man, these things are getting really too weird. When all of a sudden you find yourself in the museum of the weird, uh, which we all know was uh, Raleigh Crump's standalone walk through uh, kind of a, a, at first I think it was supposed to be the queue for the haunted mansion. And then at one point it was going to be its own walkthrough attraction next door to the haunted mansion. But uh, it was supposed to be filled with all these sorts of weird exhibits of like things that would come to life or whatever. And, you know, Roger's trying to go through very slow so he doesn't, you know, bump into anything. And all of a sudden he bumps into a, uh, a talking, uh, a sleeping <laughs> talking head on a pedestal, which comes to life and screams for an alarm. And all of a sudden, all everything in the place comes to life and you're having to drive out of it. And you're starting to get chased by the Candleman, which was a Raleigh Crump idea for this uh, Museum of the Weird. When uh, Roger screams, well, we're definitely not in Kansas anymore. Another portal opens up and takes you to the Rainbow Roadway to Oz, which was actually an attraction that was being developed for Disneyland in 1957 when Walt had planned a musical based on the L. Frank Baum book, The Patchwork Girl of Oz. It was the longest time Walt Disney wanted to make 
a Wizard of Oz themed movie. And they never got around to it until that thing that they released a few years ago, which nobody remembers anymore. Um, but I think Babes in Toyland actually came out of this idea. So you're driving over this rainbow roadway, which, you know, um, it, which we'll probably see soon in a Mario ride. And when you're attacked by flying monkeys and knocked off the side of the rainbow road, and as you're going tumbling out into outer space, Roger finally screams, oh, this is definitely not a holiday that I wanted. Another portal opens up and you're in the final portion of the attraction, a Jolly Holiday, which was actually a concept ride that Tony Baxter came up with when he was in high school. So Mm. Tony Baxter developed this as a possible ride through Mary Poppins uh, to where you would be uh, riding on horses, uh, I think off of a carousel. But since we're in the bus, we're just riding through a Mary Poppins themed ride, which has a very pleasant ending uh, when Roger says, oh, you know, thank goodness this is all over. All of a sudden, Mickey bumps through the side of the bus and apologizes to the crowd and pulls the cap off of Roger, causing the entire ride to shut down and turn into the uh, bus like it was before. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the idea. It's basically just running through a bunch of different uh, rides that were never built. Uh, at what point, I guess, Walt wakes up and we're all vanished from his dream <laughs> and this version of Disneyland. So, yeah, I thought it'd be really cool to kind of like uh, get a bunch of rides that uh, were never built and, and put them all in one place. And this would be a good way to do it without actually building any attractions because it could just be a motion simulator type thing. So, yeah, that's it. That's the uh, ride of the unmade rides. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah, I think we always need more Roger Rabbit in the parks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I would agree. It's it's a shame that there that there never was a sequel. It's a shame that we only have one ride with them. So I'm really excited yeah, to see what it. whatever it is that they do with Mary Poppins and Epcot coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know I hope that I hope that doesn't fall victim to the coronavirus and everything that's going on now because it seems like there should be a um uh, a Mary Poppins themed ride somewhere. And if you get a chance, uh, D23 actually has an interview with Tony Baxter about this ride concept that he came up with when he was a kid. And uh, it's a really cool interview to see him kind of flip through all of his undeveloped artwork and kind of say, oh, here's what I was thinking here. And you could see it even at a young age, the guy was born to be an Imagineer. And uh, even though it was a cool ride concept, it's uh, I- I'd like to see it uh, reflected somewhere, you know, in something. So, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, very cool. Oh, well, it's uh, very... Very cool, uh, very cool ride. Because yeah, it would be it would be nice to see um, all of these like sort of conceptual rides in 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 a you know somewhat three dimensional way. Yes, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, very cool, awesome. Well, Disneyland land, guys. <laughs> well, I am booking my ticket to Eastern Europe for this park right now. Yes, <laughs> just bring a hazmat suit. Yeah, yes, coming soon to an Eastern European country near you. <laughs> all right uh so if there's uh nothing else that we need have to add uh, i should remind everyone uh to join the dueling genre patreon uh duelinggenre.com slash support uh just a couple bucks a month gets you access to lots of bonus content from all of dueling genres shows uh but most importantly uh our spinoff podcast retheme this and uh and our fast passes uh this coming week we're going to be doing a uh, we're going to be going in a deep dive into what could be the next third, uh, the third theme park giant. Uh, so, you know, we have Disney, we have Universal. What could be the next theme park giant? And that is actually going to influence our next full episode. We're going to ma- build a theme park based on that theme park giant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when we say theme park, uh, you know, I, I feel like I have to explain this um, sometimes because uh, people are like, oh, well, Six Flags is the third theme park giant no. or Cedar <laughs> Fair. And uh, no, those are not theme parks. Those are amusement parks. Um, 
So, uh, you know, at least not in my, not by my definition, they're not. So uh, you uh, also get access to our rethemed this episodes. Uh, last week, we just released Indiana Jones adventure, uh, in dinosaur. We rethemed both of those, uh, both of those rides, uh, on mm-hmm. each coast. Uh, so yep. be sure to check that out. A couple bucks a month, get you in on that. Uh, you can also join our theme park, this listener group on Facebook Just search for theme park, this listeners. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at theme park, this, all right. Happy birthday, Disneyland. <laughs> Indeed. Talk to you next time. Bye. Take care. Bye. Everybody.